Hello and happy day. This is Dr. Mary Ann Diorio, novelist and life coach, welcoming you to another episode of Winning with the Word. Today is Monday, June 28th, 2021, and this is episode number 21 of series 2021. This episode is titled, Whose Report Will You Believe? Choices. We all face them every single day. And which choice we make can have a major impact on our life, not only while we are here on earth, but also for all eternity. One of the most important choices we can make is that between truth and falsehood. If we make the wrong choice there, we will head down a path that leads to destruction. The Bible says so in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. So how can we know which path is really the right path, the path that will lead to life? The answer to that question is, at the same time, both simple and complex. Simple because the answer is readily found. Complex because the answer requires a major change in our thinking. This change in thinking is called the renewing of the mind. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So, the Bible is telling us that when we change the way we think to agree with the way God thinks, we will become a new person and experience God's good and perfect will for our lives. Wow, what a promise! But the promise is contingent on our changing the way we think. So how do we do this? How do we change our thinking? I'll give you a simple illustration. Let's say that you lose your job and have a family to support. You know that in the Bible, God says that he will supply everything you need. You also hear Satan shouting at you that you're going to go under, lose your car, your house, and everything you own. You now have two opposite reports staring you in the face. One is God's truth that says that he will provide for you, and the other is Satan's lie that says you're going to lose everything. Whose report will you believe, God's or Satan's? It seems as though this is a no-brainer, but sadly more people believe Satan's report than God's. When we believe something, we agree with it. And the Bible says in Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20, that when two or more people agree on something, it will come to pass. So here's the picture. On the one hand, God is giving you a good report that says he will provide for you. On the other hand, Satan is giving you an evil report that says you will go under. You are the referee who will determine which report wins out. If you agree with God, what God says will come to pass. If you agree with Satan, what Satan says will come to pass. Each day we face similar choices between truth, what God says, and deception, what Satan says. For example, God says you were healed by the stripes of Jesus. But you get a bad medical diagnosis that says you have only six months to live. Whose report will you believe? 
what the doctor says or what God says. Now, I'm not implying that doctors represent Satan, by no means. My husband is a physician, and I highly respect him and the medical profession. No, what I'm saying is that if any report, whether medical, financial, or otherwise, says something that is opposite from what God says, then we must believe what God says because God cannot lie. What God says is truth. What Satan says is fact. Most of the time, truth and fact do not agree. For example, the doctor may say you have a terminal illness. That is fact. But God says you are healed. That is truth. Whose report will you believe? We do not deny fact. But when truth and fact disagree, we must choose truth if we want to experience our healing or our financial provision or whatever it is we need from God. Believing truth will often require downplaying fact. Scripture tells us that Abraham was a very old man when God told him he would have a son. Abraham was very likely impotent in the natural, but the Bible says he did not consider his body. In other words, he paid no attention to the fact that his body was incapable of producing a child. He simply believed God. And what happened? Abraham had Isaac, the child of promise. Why was Isaac called the child of promise? Because God had promised Abraham that he would give him a son, and God cannot lie. When truth and fact do not agree, as in the case of Abraham, if we want to see God's promises to us fulfilled in our lives, we have to believe God in spite of the circumstances. For example, if we want to experience healing, we will need to believe God's promise that we were healed instead of believing the doctor's report that we are sick. In order to experience God's promises fulfilled in our lives, we must side with truth and not fact. Fact is temporal and therefore subject to change. Truth is eternal and therefore not subject to change. If we believe fact over truth, fact will win out. If we believe truth over fact, truth will win out. As you go about your life, you will continually face the choice between believing God's report and believing Satan's report, between believing truth and believing fact. The more we believe God's report, the better life we will have. The converse is also true. The more we believe Satan's report, the worse life we will have. Decide now that you are always going to believe God's report, no matter how much it looks impossible, irrational, or ridiculous. Why? Because God is truth, and truth will always prevail in the end. If you do not yet know truth, who is Jesus Christ, he is giving you an invitation now to receive him. Won't you accept him as the truth you need? the truth you are looking for? Pray this simple prayer with me now. Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you because you are truth and I want to know truth. I invite you into my life now. I receive you as my personal Savior and the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving me and bringing me into your family. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me eternal life. I pray this in your name. Amen.
If you sincerely prayed this prayer, please write to me at drmarianne at mariannediorio.com. I would like to send you a free e-booklet that will help you get started in your walk with Christ. I also encourage you to get yourself a Bible and read it every single day. The Bible is God's love letter to you, his manual for your life. In the Bible, God reveals who he is and he teaches you how to live. Finally, ask the Lord to lead you to the church of his choice for you, where you can learn about him and have fellowship and encouragement with other Christ followers. It is critically important in these last days to fellowship with other believers who are mature in Christ and who can guide you as you grow in him. If you are not yet a subscriber to Winning with the Word, blog, and podcast, I urge you to click on the link below to subscribe now so you will not miss a single weekly episode. And please tell your family and friends about Winning with the Word. I write fiction about many of the issues I deal with in this blog and podcast. My latest novel, Miracle in Milan, has just been released in both print and ebook formats and deals with the issue of unforgiveness. It is the story of a young female auditor who discovers evidence that the man she loves is an embezzler. You can find Miracle in Milan on my website at mariandiorio.com slash book dash table. Also, check out my latest nonfiction book, The Iron Saint. This book is modeled after the Iron Man Triathlon, and it is written to prepare the church for the coming persecution in America. Until next time, remember that God loves you just as you are and just where you are, and that he will help you to keep on winning with the word. Mm-hmm.